True Tales of the Illuminati, Episode 3, Grave Consequences. Written by Max Kreisky, Catherine Cargill, and Eric Trageser. Editing and sound design by Will Gianetta. Memo from the Archives of the Illuminati, Egypt, 1585 BC, Day 43 of the Pre-Growing Season, Wednesday, Office of the Deputy Head of Non-Administrative Support. After a series of violent assassinations, the Illuminati has installed Sekhemet as a puppet pharaoh, ready to unknowingly enact our secret goals. Now that the Egyptian royal family is once again under Illuminati control, Deputy HUD underboss Beck meets with her superior to discuss the newest wrinkle in Project Big Triangle, how to deter the public from entering the big archival triangle drawn by curiosity, greed, and putrefying royal corpses. But won't the spooky corpses inside do that for us? I mean, that was why you wanted to abandon the project originally. Too spooky. Be that as it may, Beck, these spooky corpses were royalty, and they've been buried with valuable objects. They're attracting thieves. Also, some people want to dig them up and pose with them, or make them do embarrassing dances, or use their genitals for hot political takes. Ugh, I hate media deconstruction. It's lazy. Yes. Now, if anything, we need to go spookier. Really lean into Novus Ordo Spookorum in a big way. That's where you come in, Beck. Frankly, your team gives me the willies. Ishmael does have that thousand-yard stare. Yes, we're all worried about Ishmael. Go come up with something that will keep the Tomb Raiders away. This is high priority. Oh, and don't let this one get out of hand. The last few operations were a bit... messy. This is very straightforward. Just come up with something to keep people out. Do not overthink it. Okay, simple plan. All I need is a horse costume I already have, some gold, probably a few birds, some way to summon rain, oh, and someone who can teach my team close-up magic. Beck, I say this not just as your immediate supervisor, but as someone horrified with the consequences of your actions. Do not overdo this. Do not turn this into a bloodbath. Do not create something you cannot control. Keep this one simple. I, I don't know if I can go any simpler than that. Beck? We could... put on masks and scare people away? Good. Oh, also, on an unrelated note, performance reviews are coming up soon. Wasn't one of your subordinates angling for a raise? I don't remember that. I won't worry about it then. Well? <clears throat> oh, uh, 
Novus Ordo Spookorum. Novus Ordo Spookorum. Good, yes. Now get going. Get that camel out of here. You can't have it in the break room. Or inside. Or at all. We've already bonded. He gets separation anxiety. He's not yours. <clears throat> he was supposed to be the just-married camel that Pamun and Lucra rode off into the sunset after their royal wedding. And instead, everyone died. And then he owned himself. And now we have a strong mutual relationship. <clears throat> no one ever took me home after. I had to watch a bunch of murders. Well, except mom, but she was kind of on both ends of the issue. Yeah, your mom is nice. Uh, I took her advice and gave the camel a hard candy. <laughs> hey, that was a perfectly good butterscotch. Between you and me, Ishmael Jr. has been acting out a lot. I think it's puberty. He's not your son. Common law is common law. That's for marriages. And babies found in reeds. I'm going to look this up, but I am sure you're wrong. What is Ishmael doing with that camel? Deep breaths. The chief has a job for us! Operation Big Triangle is back on. Are you serious? This is going to be like when they flip-flopped on the Tower of Babel. Five times! By the time they were done, no one knew what was going on anymore. Listen, this is important. He wants the job clean this time. Not too complicated, not too bloody. So you're going to make me call my mom again? She said not too bloody. We're fully capable of doing this on our own. I would like to request paternity leave. No. Then I would like a camel food allowance. No. A small raise to help with my large hairy son? No, Ishmael. We need to make this pyramid so spooky, no one will ever go in. It was scary when we staged that workplace accident. Uh. We could do that again. But you know, bigger. Like a big, giant workplace accident. Huge. Really, really big. Like if an elephant had a workplace accident. The elephant has a job. Instead of being wild and free. A job with poor working conditions. And no recognition of the elephant's valuable contributions to the workplace. Like being strong. Or not forgetting things. No matter how much the elephant wishes it could. I think about that one a lot. No. <laughs> I'll say this. It was scary the first time. It made me feel like going into a pyramid was like walking into a gauntlet of perils, designed as some sort of a sick test, but not like the kind your mom arranges for your seventh birthday party. A weird kind. That was a pretty fun party, though. Yeah, it was okay. Right, well, then maybe there's something there after all. But it has to be enough to keep everyone out, even the crazies. You know, the sort of perverts who would break into a tomb and desecrate a corpse just to make political commentary. Yeah, perverts. Freaks. What if... 
What if people thought that going into pyramids would curse you? Curses are scary. What kind of a curse? Like a curse where you can't find your wallet? Or a curse where you're haunted by becoming your parents? A curse where you can't have enough food for you and your hungry son? Maybe... Maybe the people buried inside would come back to life and chase after you for stealing. Yeah, maybe. But we'd need to really sell that one. We can't just put Ishmael in a costume and have him moan at people. I would actually uh, like to start being able to do different kinds of things besides just scare of or Of course it's people. going to be more than Ishmael in the costume moaning at people. What we need is production value. I know, just the guy. Sure, I can make it look like a man came back to life, but why should I? For kicks? Imhotep, you're the greatest inventor in literally the entire world, and we need you. Would you like more birds? No, no more birds. I learned my lesson about the birds after they all got arrested for treason. That was a lot of time and energy thrown down a hole. I'm all about gambling now. Much safer, much more predictable. Gambling, you say? Uh, like that game with the dice? That and so much more! I once bet on if a bird would eat a snake. Easy money. Birds love eating snakes. I've seen it a million times. But this was one particular snake, amongst many. Some of the snakes had tiny weapons held in their coils. They were worth more if the bird ate them. Oh, I love that game! I always bet on the snake with the trident. Yes, it's quite thrilling. And that's just the beginning. Boss, can I go with Imhotep to gamble? You don't have any money. I bet I can get him on our side if I go. He likes me, I make him feel even smarter. Also, can I have some money? Okay, fine, go get in good with him. Take this. Stake him, buy him some drinks, and get him to agree to help us. And don't use all of it. This is our trap budget and our snack budget. And I love snacks. Of course, boss. And and don't worry, I would never use this as an opportunity to both prove that I can do more than scare and murder while also winning the money that I desperately need to raise my hairy son. Good, sure, whatever. Get going, you two. Snake ads. You see, the secret to picking the right number is sun position. And to cheat, Seven. always cheat, they never expect it. You should probably write that down. And I should probably say it more quietly. But I never will! Oh, I love cheatsies at gamblers. You know, I've been teaching my son how to read and write. He's doing his best, uh, but it's tough for him with his big, clompy feet. Try having him hold the stylus in his hands instead. Old scribe secret. Oh, he doesn't have hands. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, this is awkward. Waiter! More wine? It's it's fine. He's got a great attitude. And a lot of hair. So how, how do you cheat at this snake game, anyway? I've been working on that one, actually. My best idea is to bribe the bird, but they're very picky. Why don't you just look at the animals and decide from that? How so? Well, look over at that bird's snake ring on the right. Ah, yes. A marvelous bird. He'll make quick work of that snake with a little chariot, I expect. 
That bird's got style and moxie. No, he'll never take that one. See the snake weaving? He's driving drunk. I thought that was because the snake is driving with his tail. But why would the bird want easy prey? It would be fledglings play. <laughs> That's a very good joke. But look at the bird. Look into his eyes. There's a sadness there. World weariness. He's tired of this. The endless cycle of violence and snake feasting. The excess and degeneracy of the snakes he sees every day. The soiled nature of their souls. He could kill that snake, but he won't. He's going for a snake he can respect, and that he can respect himself for eating. He's gonna go for that one in the corner. That one right there. What? He's barely holding on to his little kopesh. His, his what? The kopesh, the little hooked axe, the kopesh. Oh, right. The kopesh. Yes. He's barely holding on to the kopesh. He's scared. He didn't ask for this. But he's holding firm. He's decided that when he goes, he'll go brave. That's what the bird respects. This is a lot of mythologizing for a round of bird snake. It's not mythologizing, it's, it's all in their eyes. But you can only stand to look if you can look at yourself. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful! You were there! 500 on the brave snake in the corner. The one with the kopesh. And however much is in this entire bag as well. I love gamblies. I love my son. Internal memo from the archives of the Illuminati. Egypt, 1585 BC. Day 43 of the pre-growing season. Wednesday evening. The street outside notorious gambling club, The Filthy Tortoise. Deputy head underboss Beck and her intern Jackie stand outside eating street food and have been waiting for Ishmael and Imhotep for some time. It's probably fine in there. Right? Probably? Ishmael can definitely do this, can't he? Sure. Yes. I also think that. Damn, they make a good fried onion here. Ugh, there are so many moaning guys out today. Wait, what are you two doing out here? My money. All my money. What happened? Well, the good news is that we learned something. It turns out that snakes are surprisingly deadly for the Kopesh. Snake just wanted it more. You ruined me! I did guess what would have been the right snake. You don't beat the spread if the bird dies. Uh, at least they let you keep the snake. He hurt me. But we're friends now. Especially now that we've finally gotten that kopesh away from him. That pit attendant is going to save a lot of money on rings, aren't they, my little warrior? Maybe the snake should be guarding the library. I should write that down. Wow. Well then, Ishmael, how much of our money is left? How much was in the bag? About 2,000 coins? None. I lost all the money. That was my date money!
Johnny! You have a date? With who? Where did you meet? At work? Are we allowed to do that? Where else would it be? What do you do when you aren't doing this anyway? I actually had some questions. No, the, the snack, the fruit, the date. Oh. Well, that actually leads me to question one. Why don't you date more anyway? Okay. Okay. We're broke. Imhotep's broke. The snake, I assume, is also broke. Here's what we're gonna do. Jackie, go get your burglarious tools. Always got him. Oh, crap. Uh, help me pick these up. No. We're going to turn this around. We're going to rob a tomb. And the... People... The people who stop the thieves, what do you call those? Guards? I mean, we're not really guards exactly. I think that's the closest word you're going to get. Fine. The guards will become the thieves. Architects? I'm an architect. I'll steal. No, stop. We decided on the turn of phrase. It can always be improved. The architect becomes the stealotect. The guards become the thieves, and that's final! Internal memo from the archives of the Illuminati. Egypt, 1585 BC. Day 43 of the pre-growing season. Wednesday, nighttime. Beck and her team have made their way to the Valley of Kings, a noted tomb district. Also, they have been officially reprimanded for wasting memos. Wait, this isn't Joser's tomb. Of course not. What would be the point? We'd be stealing from ourselves. No, this is Nebra's tomb. The trick is to find the dead man's sweet spot. Ew. Of someone who's been dead long enough that nobody cares anymore, but not so long that it's already been looted. Now come on, Nebra was loaded and it's time for us to scrape up his leavings. Gross. Yes, ew. Were you paying attention at all on the way over here? I explained this like twice. I was playing with the snake. Why did you bring the snake? He bonded with Ishmael Jr. <laughs> and why is Imhotep here? To keep an eye on my snake, Imhotep Sr. Don't you mean Junior? I know what I mean. I get it, buddy. Mm. Also, I need money. And if I steal money of my own on top of whatever you give me, that's double money. The safest gamble. Kind of holding that over my head. Okay, Jackie, break us in. Use those burglarious tools, you beautiful ghoul. You got it. Damn. Um, boss? I don't think we're going to need these. It's just an open hall. It's just a hall in the ground with no door. What? But there's untold riches in there. How have they kept thieves out for all these years? Looks like they used an old classic, a big sign that says, don't steal. Also, it might help that it's just a big hole in the ground instead of a huge hulking triangle visible for miles and gleaming in the noonday sun or whatever. Ah, uh, yes, stealth and an all-important appeal to manners. Take note, Ishmael Jr. I don't like this rebellious phase of yours, young man. Don't 
to, Stark. Your son is a bad influence. He's doing his best. Beck, you're so smart. Why haven't you climbed further up the ladder? Well, you're his father, so... I'm going in now. Whoa! There's like four guys in here already. Hurry, we're about to miss the sweet spot. I think we missed that 20 minutes ago. Don't gawk. Just grab as much as you can before it's all gone. Back off, Skag. These erotic gold figurines are gonna set me up good. Fine. You can have that one. But stay out of me way, or I'll use old Bessie here to make you join the corpses. What a truly barbaric display. I wonder if this is what it'll be like when I die. I don't think you'll have this much treasure. This will be more like when I die. You're right. Most of my wealth will be distributed among what will be my various adopted children. Mm-hmm. And godchildren. Stop talking and start nabbing. Help me with these death coins. Dibs on the scepter. I've got this sucker's death mask. It's too macabre for those casuals to even touch. Every day I see humanity sink to a new low. Mm. Ishmael Jr. You put that golden phallus back where you found it, young man. It's lucky I'm here, my friends. You have the inside scoop. Literally, I know where they hide the orphans. You can sell those to rich weirdos for terrible reasons that should never be spoken. Let me explain it to you. Now. Done? We're done? Let's get out of here. Aw, I want to know the horrible thing. Me too. Gah! Get away! Give me that gold phallus your camel stole from out of me hands. That's not from the tomb. I want to know your story, friend. Well, I want me phallus back. Thank you. I'll be on me way. So we made just about 300 coins, all told. Not great, but we did what we could with the grave robbers that kept arriving. Speaking of which, that is an issue for us. Frankly, what I think we all learned is that tombs are woefully underdefended. Yeah, I don't think scaring people off with a walking corpse is gonna cut it. And the costume is itchy and I, I hate it. Plus we can all clearly see your thing. Yes, I don't like how much thing we've been seeing lately. Imhotep, are you on board? If anything, I'm kind of thing neutral. I mean, are you on board with building traps for us? I don't want your take on the other item. We're making a hard pivot to deadly force on this one. Isn't that in direct contravention to the orders the chief gave you? Fine, near deadly force. And also some spooky bullshit to make people think it's caused by a curse. They aren't murders. The violence is incidental because it only happens indiscriminately. So let's get some costumes for Ishmael and make some traps for our library. Oh, well. I do still need money for gamblies, and also constant amusements of all kinds at almost every moment. And as it happens, I've been toying with a series of elaborate traps, something that could be used to deter intruders or measure someone's capability in high-stakes situations. You know, like you would a child for fun. I see. I call it a fun house. No. Yes, well, I'm an architect and a polymath, not a... Namer of brain things, though I stand by stylotect. Anyway. You know, I've been exploring my creative side recently, trying out some hobbies. 
Do you think I could maybe pitch some trap ideas? I'm pretty much okay with everything. Let's get this moving, though. I need to get back to the casino while I've still got hot hands. Literally, I kept the hands I stole and set them ablaze. It's lucky I can prove it. Here's how I proved it. Great! You see, let's get these traps installed, get Ishmael dressed up in bandages, and spread a lot of rumors about dead people coming back to life. Bing, bang, boom, simple plan, can't fail. Internal memo from the archives of the Illuminati, Egypt, 1585 BC, day 68 of the pre-growing season, Leap Wednesday, Office of the Deputy Head of Non-Administrative Support. Deputy Head Underboss Beck and her minions have labored to construct an elaborate series of traps within our library of the secret occult knowledge. Listed here is a sampling of the devices found within the archival triangle walls. Spikes. Extra long spikes. Trick spikes. Reverse psychology spikes. Spike attached to snakes. Poison gas. Incredibly hot doors. Poorly constructed hallway. Pits, general. Pits, snake. Pits, scorpion. Pits, fire. Pits, spikes. Pits, spikes and snakes. It's just a lot of kinds of pits. I don't see why we need that many. Don't stifle my art. I finally found what I'm good at. And Ishmael, your camel is not helping with trap construction. Sure he is. See? That's solid quality testing on the very hot door pressure plate. I'm gonna go get into character for our big opening. This is the opposite of an opening. Kind of. There are no small parts, only short actors. Just let him have this. He's been in a really dark place lately. I mean, more than usual. Anyway, we have no idea how long it will be before we actually get somebody trying to hey, come. Hey, you know what the best part of stealing from a tomb is? The treasure. Yeah, total agreement. Oh, yikes. Hey, places. Places, they're coming, Ishmael. Bandages keep sliding into my mouth. Use it. Hey, this place looks spookier and more foreboding to you than it used to. Yeah, sure it does. Wow. You know, I never thought of a stone tomb filled with the dead as somewhere upsetting to visit in the middle of the night before. Yeah, it's romantic in a way. We're in here all alone, relying on each other. What? Nothing. Hey, uh, this hallway looks awfully suspicious. Well, then be careful where you step. Oh, that's a lot of arrows. Oh, wow, look, snakes covered in spikes. Hey, check out the craftsmanship of these little harnesses. <laughs> they noticed. Usually it's just a couple of jacked guys with big axes or a sign that says don't steal. Yeah. The relative intensity of this is a whole other level. I can feel my heart pounding because of the exercise and fear instead of unrequited love like usual. I ask you not to be passive aggressive about this. Just talk to me. Damn, these guys are really good. We're barely slowing them down. Ishmael. <coughs> ah! This guy is back from the dead to defend his treasure. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mind Hey, let's come back with like some swords or fire or something for this guy. 
We can talk about our emotions when our lives aren't in peril. Let's escape. Great job. Ishmael, good spookin'. Jackie, those traps worked like a nightmare come true. The thank you? No, no thank you. I, I get that metaphor now. Yes, thank you. Did they say they were going to come back and murder me with fire and swords? I'm sure that was just bravado and lightly buried romantic tension. They're probably just going to go somewhere and kiss. Where, do you think? Hmm? Nothing. I can't be murdered with fire and swords. I'm a parent now. I have responsibilities. Come on, you could take those guys. I don't know if I should. What kind of example would I set? What am I teaching Ishmael Jr.? Nothing good. Trust me. See? See that? Isn't he hired as your bodyguard, Jackie? His job is literally to kill people. Yeah, I don't know anymore. We're kind of running on inertia here. Uh, technically, I'm not hired, since that implies both choice and pay. And a life outside of the job. And knowing your parents. Okay, moving on. Scaring them seemed to be working. We'll just make Ishmael scarier. The scarier he is, the faster people run away, the safer Ishmael is. I don't think that guarantees me the protection that you're implying. But how do we do that? I'll write something and you could do some costume design. Oh, I could tell them about the fear of disappointing your child. Too abstract. I have some ideas. Intra-office memo from the Office of the Sword of the Illuminati, Commander of Armies in Sakharov Cities. Re out for lunch. Dear Armies of the Illuminati, the sword will be out for family-related business for the rest of the day. Staff is hereby ordered to continue murdering the enemies of the Illuminati in her absence. All questions re-warfare should be directed to Assistant General The Dagger. After-work drinks are still on for this Friday, 5 p.m. sharp. Remember, Novus Ordo Spookorum. So why did you want me to meet you for lunch, Mom? What do you want from me? What? I have to have some ulterior motive to see my daughter and guilt her over not living up to her full potential? Obviously not. So, how are you, honey? Well, last week we finally finished working on the tomb. I led trap design and implementations with a motep. It was kind of the ideas lady, you know? Oh, that's nice, dear. And how many people did you kill with that? That's not the point. It's a deterrent. People are scared away. So your fancy traps didn't kill anybody? By design, Mother. We want people to know about the cool and scary traps. We don't need to kill all of them. Not any of them? You can't solve every problem. Honey, don't scream at lunch. It's not ladylike. Scream on the battlefield as you disembowel men with a kopesh. A what? Oh, man, you hear about that tomb with all the traps and the living dead guy yelling at you? It was so sick, like a real death house. Yeah, it was a real, a real death house. I can't think of another way to say that. Sick, that's crazy. That's you? It is kind of a death house. Well, it is nice to hear death attached to your reputation for a change. Really? Yes, I mean, I feel like if everyone survives, maybe it's not as effective as it could be. Mom! But it's a start. 
Though, I don't see why you couldn't just kill every single person that ever walks in forever. Mom, can't you just be proud of me? I guess it's just hard for me to accept that you're all grown up. Out on your own, hardly killing anyone at all. What happened to my little Kopesh? Your what? The axe your father gave me with the hook. It was your favorite teething toy. I know I taught you this, the Kopesh. The big one? The Kopesh. Yeah, so there's a dead guy, but he's alive again. We have to figure out how we're going to kill him. People are really talking, honey. Well, people need to know about a deterrent. To a secret? I gotta check that out. Yeah, that's probably an isolated thought. Oh, honey. Internal memo from the archives of the Illuminati, Egypt, 1585 BC, day 80 of the pre-growing season, midweek. Thrill-seeking douchebags have started showing up at our store pyramids of the secret occult knowledge, hampering our, the Illuminati's, ability to complete the archives. on them, or the snakes with feathers so they can be shot like arrows. Be specific! Done so many costume changes today. Bandage man, spooky dog man. Now I'm really sweaty as half man, half camel, all scorpion. I've fought so many emotionally awkward muscle men. The smell of insecurity will never wash off. I'm losing track of where the costumes end and where I begin. <laughs> Did my butt just spit, or did I? Ishmael, look out! One's breaking through! Wait, that's Doll! Isn't she, like, your nemesis? What is she doing here? All right, rookies. Here comes the one woman who's capable of murdering the man that's already dead. This is how I die in my dreams! Doll! Doll! That is Ishmael! Doll, get off! Stop slicing in deadly arcs with your blade! Oh, what? What? But, but he's, he's still already dead, right? There's still an alive dead man for me to murder. I'm not sure myself. No, Ishmael, you're alive. What are you doing here? This is a labyrinth filled with deadly traps and unkillable godmen who are already dead but can never die, right? It's the store of the secret occult knowledge, you maniac! You know this! The... the same one? Yes! The same one! Uh, well... I'm gonna need an extra session with my therapist this week. I heard that people were killing the dead. I've never done that before, and I've tried. Anubis knows I've tried. I got all riled up. I think about killing the dead all the time. All the time. As an exercise. You know, when, I, when I'm trying to fall asleep or 
get through a long meeting. I, I, I have some, some, some diagrams. Oh, Rob, put that scroll away. Oh, my eyes, in the rush to fulfill my most dearly held fantasy, I forgot to question the whole premise. How did you hear about this? Everyone's heard about this. Everyone in the tomb raiding business. Everyone in the tomb raiding business and everyone in the city? Everyone in Egypt. It's everyone in Egypt, isn't it? Also, I passed an Ethiopian guy on the way in. Great! Just great! It's my fault for being such a compelling figure. Yes, it's definitely not my fault for creating the ultimate fantasy adventure experience. <sighs> We've obviously miscalculated the fear of bodily harm in the general populace. People will always delude themselves into thinking that they'll be the ones to overcome a difficult physical gauntlet. Fantasy adventure experience. We need something that will prey on their minds. Their weak, malleable minds. We obviously made this too complicated, and that's on me. Ishmael, you're a simple... man. Go out there and give them something simple to prey on their basis fears. I have a sagacity beyond your understanding. But yes, I, the Scorpion King, will acquiesce to your wishes. <laughs> Hearken to the words of the Scorpion King. Osiris hates that you raid tombs, for the afterlife is sacred to him. But wasn't Osiris resurrected bodily by the reunification of his body, save for his penis? Shouldn't the afterlife be the domain of Anubis? Yes, what I mean to say is a tomb is a sacred space that you fill with all the stuff you want to use when you're dead. And if people take that stuff, it means you'll be cursed by spirits. Wait, you'll be cursed if your stuff is stolen, or you'll be cursed if you steal stuff? Yes, stealing stuff. Don't steal, or spirits will come after you forever! Ooh. Okay, but if we fill our tombs with stuff, that means we get to keep it when we die. Did I hear that right? Yeah, what if we do steal, but then we die and the stolen stuff goes in our tombs? Wait, 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 wait. We have to back up. If we're cursed by stealing stuff from tombs, does that mean that whatever stuff we put in our own tombs is forfeit anyway because we've stolen from a tomb before? What about things that are stolen but not from tombs? Did those count? Aren't all the fruits of conquest that are owned by kings ultimately stolen? Whoa! Maybe it's legitimized by the agents. As god kings, maybe they have some kind of amnesty. Don't play logic games, you mug. You can't game theology. Many would argue that theology is intrinsically a system of belief to be played as a game. I never heard that. You made it up. 
No, 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 all promise not to take each other's snacks so nobody goes hungry. Yeah. yeah! This seems like the best way to unify our disparate beliefs into a coherent worldview. Now let's burgle! Well, this is ridiculous. It just raises more questions. We agree to table further discussion. No, no I don't. No, we already so talked about this. We always do this. We always come to an agreement. What did you do, Ishmael? I said like three things. Also, I'm pretty sure at least two of them got invalidated through debate. Oh, I'm so fired. Looks like the secret to getting my job back was allowing you to self-sabotage. You've got snake guts all over me. Yes. I don't know. Maybe we solved this. How? They seem to take all this stuff pretty seriously now. Isn't that what we wanted? That's actually a good point, Jackie. Well done. Love the confidence in me there, boss. The Scorpion King agrees. Beck, do you remember what I said to you? when you were assigned to the library project. Keep it simple? Yes. Now, did you do that? Well, I... You've apparently kicked off a bit of a spiritual revival. There's a lot of renewed interest now in theology. From those douchebags who kept trying to kill themselves on our traps? Those douchebags, as you call them, are now some of the most powerful men in Egypt. So everything's going according to plan. Close enough. Promotions all around. Hooray! For me, and someone named Ishmael Jr. Who is that? Why? Sorry, what? I'm not getting promoted? Why not? What did I do? What we've actually observed is that the proportion of the kingdom's economic output diverted to religious activities is beginning to increase exponentially. This is less and less the wealthy place we were hoping for. Now it's all creepy and sweaty. Okay. Okay, so we'll get in there. We can get Ishmael to dress up as a person from the stars and say he's a living god. Or assassinate a few key priests, maybe. Beck, you've just spent an awful lot of time and resources toughening up the religious orders against assassination with the... It's called a death house? No. At this point, we've decided to cut our losses. What does that mean? Oh, you know, just chuck the whole thing. Chuck Egypt? Right in the trash. Whoosh, splat. 
But we just got here. Yes, well, we're going to head north and see what happens. Try some things out in a less deserty environment. Leave the knowledge in a more conventional library for when we need it and just do whatever we feel like. It'll be safe. No one would ever destroy a library in Egypt. Well, but who's going to watch the library? Well, Ishmael Jr. was recently promoted. Let's try him out. Go report to him after this for instructions. He's a camel! Careful. That man is your direct supervisor. Of course he is. Mm. As we say, Illuminati, support your local library. Oh, that's the motto now? Yes. The mottos have... Well, we're really falling apart on the mottos. Sign of the times. You want to work in mottos? No. No way. Motto writers are subhuman degenerates. True. That's my motto. Chief, was that a sense of humor? No, it really is my motto. Look, I have it inscribed on my money pouch. Huh. I show it to them in meetings. It's a power thing. You wouldn't understand. Hey! You can leave now. Right. So, how did it go? Uh, I'm optimistic. We're still in the Illuminati. But maybe not as much in the Illuminati. Not motto writers. I hate their probing little hands. It was close, but no, not motto writers. They make me sick. We're not out. We're not motto writers. What are we doing exactly? Ishmael, are you still taking care of Ishmael Jr.? As if he were my own flesh and blood. Which he is, if he asks. Why? I have news. Brave Consequences was written by Max Kreisky, Catherine Cargill, and Eric Trageser. It was directed by Max Kreisky. In this episode, Chloe Zweiker was Beck, Julie Snyder was Jackie, Noel Noxie was Ishmael, Meredith Gully was Doll, John Serpico was the Chief, Dennis Bruno was the Memo, Liz Roderick was the Sword, and Mark Camposano as Imhotep. Sam Monk, Chris May, and Michael Giordano were the bros. Additional voices provided by Dennis Bruno and Max Kreisky. Grave Roberts and other additional voices by Alex P. Roy. Logo design by Tom Crowley. Theme by Arnie Parrott. This episode recorded by Jimmy Corbin. Bridge sound and stage in Cambridge, Massachusetts. It was directed and produced by Max Kreisky. With editing and sound design by Will Gianetta. Special thanks to professional bird snake gamblers Leah D'Arico, Diana Liu, David Fui, Vivek Barone, Sarah Siegel, Jackie Presido, Alvaro Amor, and Eric Fields. Illuminati, support your local library. Beck, Ishmael, and Jackie will return in Arc 2 of True Tales of the Illuminati, Moonshot. Thank you so much for listening to season one of True Tales of the Illuminati. I'm Max Kreisky. I'm Kate Cargill. I'm Eric Tregesner. 
Uh, we're the writers of True Tales of the Illuminati. Thank you for listening to our show. Thank you to all of you who reached out on social media or have written us reviews. It really makes our day every time, and, and we're just so grateful. We have a second season coming down the pike. You're going to see in this feed crowdfunding announcement at some point because we, we pay everybody except ourselves who's involved in this whole production. Our actors, our sound designers, we rent time at the Bridge Sound and Stage, and we're happy to do it, but it adds up. And to make season two, eventually, we're going to need your help. Well, that eventually is, is coming pretty soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, right? Yeah. We, <laughs> For real. We've done the first edit of season two we're about to do a cold read to find out if the jokes we wrote are actually funny Mm -hmm. season one took us what like a year to write yeah it's definitely gone faster the second time around yeah season two i'd say we're at what seven months now yeah even though it's much much longer (laughs) it's so much longer too long yeah we might have to break up the three episodes into more episodes you'll never see how long it was because it will all have to be deleted yes Mm -hmm. because we'll cut down all the parts that are boring and lame and only the funny parts will be left so season two as you might expect is gonna be based around the moon landing it's only going to have serious accurate history grounded in real actual events just like season one there will be no oxygen hose fights between astronauts that absolutely won't happen Kennedy will not be shot we talked about it it is too depressing for a comedy podcast. Okay, that one really isn't in season two. That, that's no, it yeah. is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and yeah, we, we, we're having a lot of fun writing it. And we, we can't wait to, to bring it out to now, you. Now, I know what you're all thinking. I really liked Imhotep in season one. It's so sad that he can't come back. To which I say... We agree, and let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're enjoying the show and you want to talk to us or what have you, we're on Twitter at, at True Tales Team. We love talking to y'all. If you want to like drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a friend, it'll really help us grow the show. You can also check out our website, truetalesteam.com. We've got cast info, transcripts, uh, and a lot more. Yeah, the next time one of your friends is like, I'm listening to this murder podcast about murders, and I love it, you can be like, hey... Do you mean True Tales of the Illuminati? The only podcast where murders happen. We're coming for you, unsolved. (laughs) (laughs) We have ideas for more and more conspiracies and more and more seasons, and we want to keep making this until someone stops us. We have Uh, a list. We have a long list of dumb conspiracies to dive into, and we want to share them all with you. And we're excited to do that. You'll be hearing more from us on this feed, hopefully very soon. Until then, you can listen to Max's history podcast where he doesn't talk about conspiracies, but he does talk about some really weird shit. It's anachronismo. He did not ask me to plug it for him, but it's good and you should listen to it. It's very different from this show. Contentfilm.org. <laughs> yes, Eric is also working on a very good live action that does have a screen. Content is a 12 part film directed by Jonathan Case about people who live in the post 2008 world. It is both funny and sad. You can find it at contentfilm.org. And uh, if you like role-playing games, I'm hopefully publishing some Unknown Armies modules. What's Unknown Armies, you ask? Give it a Google. Give it a Bing. Yeah, give it... Open up your Bing. Type in Unknown Unknown Armies. Armies role-playing game. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like the way it plays. That's going to be all from us. Thank you again.